Welcome to the CPG Academy. I'm your host, Austin Grozier, and we're here to talk about all things CPG. What is up, guys? Austin Grozier here with Big Dipper Dough. So today, we are going to talk about a serious topic. Something that I wish more podcasts talked about more clearly, more freely, and something that really drawed me to uh, Andy Frisella and the MFCO project was how candidly he talked about this. What we're going to be talking about today is stress, is emotions, is mental health, right, is your reaction to to events and to stress and to being scared and full of fear and alone and just you can feel crazy sometimes so one of the very first episodes of the mfco project and one of the first things that really dropped me to andy was just how candid he was about this topic i think in probably the first episode one of the very first episodes as he talked about, you know, when he gets stabbed in the face and how traumatic that was and how, you know, ugly he felt and how, you know, scared he felt and things like that. But also that he had been hospitalized at least twice for panic attacks, um, mental breakdowns. Now, what really triggered uh, my, my decision to talk about this tonight is, I mean, as I mentioned a few times now, um, this podcast is pretty niche and to CPG, um, but a lot of the things are applicable to other businesses. Uh, I'm just too young and inexperienced in other businesses to really know how else they apply. And again, I try to make things tactical. Um, the last episodes I hope have been helpful so far. And I try to list out very clearly, very specifically, things to do, concepts to understand. Um, I've listened to a couple of guys for a long period of time, and after listening to them forever, I don't feel like I learned a damn thing. They just like talk in circles about whatever, and that's the shit I hate, and that's what I'm trying to avoid. So it really, say, spurred this on, because I guess now it now it's New Year's Eve, 2019. Um, I guess it's it's like one in the morning, so you know New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, Eve, whatever you want to call it. But 24 hours from now will be 2020. And I uh, was up four or five hours last night doing my reflections on 2019. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, looking at both like all my Snapchat memories as well as my calendar. Seeing everything that went on and was reminded of an awful lot of stuff. Um, one thing I wrote down, and I think it kind of goes to show my mindset during a certain period of time. But... Uh, May 4th to 5th, I'm just reading my notes here. May 4th to 5th, breakdown at LA Hotel. June 1st-ish, mental breakdown. June 12th to 13th, mental breakdown. June 17th-ish, mental breakdown. September 5th slash 6th, mental breakdown. And October 3rd, mental breakdown. Now that was uh, six breakdowns, if you guys are counting, and uh, 
really in about a three month period or I guess over over a total of four different months and what those are right what those look like is me and I'm a man I'm 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 a male right crying bawling my eyes out you know wanting just to curl up in a ball wanting to you know scream and curse and cry at everything that's good in the world and everything that's bad in the world and just the world itself I just being scared just wanting to play the victim just wanting to you know be with my mom to cuddle a teddy bear to do anything just want to be like a little kid you know just stressed and business is fucking stressful maybe others have found a way to do it without stress let me tell you what when it's your ass on the line and failure means losing your business Failure means bankruptcy. Failure means losing your houses. Failure means looking like a fucking idiot. Failure means looking like a fucking fool. That shit is stressful. (laughs) It's beyond stressful. And the thing is, is the only person you have to blame, the only person that made those mistakes the only person that caused those problems is that guy in the mirror is yourself see it's so easy to want to play the victim it's so easy to say this guy fucked me that guy fucked me I got fucked by the economy the president fucked me this fucked me that fucked me whatever it is but at the end of the day all the decisions are on your shoulders you made the decision to start the business. You made the decision to, to be in the country you're in. You made the decision to hire the employees that you did. You made the decision to not work, to work too much, to work with the customer, to not work with the customer, to launch a product before it's ready, to launch a product too late, to whatever distract yourself by working other jobs to bringing out investors to compromising yourself financially the only person you have to blame is yourself and when you start to understand that it just it gets it gets hard it really does because again you just you're scared so scared and in so much pain. I can remember... I want to say it was like the June 12th or 13th. That we were looking to start to factor our receivables. We had just launched with a major customer. And... We had no cash. I don't know how the other guys have done it in this kind of business. But it seems to me that every other week, every other month, we have no cash. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But it happened. It is what it is. 
and we had to start to factor our receivables to speed up our cash terms. And I literally was scared shitless. I thought these guys were the mob. I thought they're going to come take my houses. I thought they're going to come bust my knees. That these are just like not the cats to be working with. And I didn't understand it. And it was my lack of education in the topic that scared me so much. Again, that's another topic for another day about factoring. But I literally... I can, I can. I remember I was like trying not to cry all day. I was trying just to hold it together all day because I was on calls. But I literally... Uh, I was living in Chicago. And I was living in my van. And I take the blue line back out to the airport parking lot where I had my van parked for the day. And I get to my van. And I crawl in the back. And I have this picture. of The last picture I took with my mom and my dad before my dad died. All three of us. And I just clutched that thing and held on to a pillow. And it's going to make me, I'm feeling myself start to get sad right now. But I literally cried and sobbed and screamed into this pillow and just wailed. I couldn't tell you how long. I was so scared. And I was so hurt. And I was so and just so much pain. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> oh, it sucked. And I laugh. I don't mean for this to be a sad episode. I say this shit to tell you guys to share my my experiences because I know I'm not alone. I know you guys if I I maybe I am I should say I assume I'm not alone. I, I assume other people feel the same way I feel and have experienced the same pain and fears that I feel. And my whole intention is is to say that it's okay. That's all right. That sometimes bad things happen. And the thing, though, is that the way you make yourself stronger physically is by pumping iron, right? You, you micro-tear those muscles, but when they, they heal, they're stronger. And I say the following without being a psychologist, but the same thing happens mentally, right? You push yourself, and you get scared, and you get full of fear and scared and pain and trauma and all this shit. But when you push yourself to the edge where you, you literally fucking break, you get stronger. You get stronger the next time. You might get a little crazier. I'd be lying if I said I didn't think I was more crazy now than I was when I started the business. But it definitely makes you stronger mentally. I know I've said this many times, but the shit that used to make me shake in my boots... And made me used to break down in the past. I laugh at today. I really do. Doesn't I, I laugh at the old Austin. What he used to get scared at. I know this shit today. I'll look back in a couple years. 
and I'll laugh. I know I will. Because the only shit that's stressing me out then will be ten times as stressful as the stuff that is now. And I, I will say too that I'm not here saying that there's a magic cure. Saying that whatever. That you can just fix it. That you can pray it away. You can meditate it away. I mean for me business is just fucking stressful. There's no two ways around it. And instead of trying to hide behind something or escape from it, just face it head on. And when you got to cry, you got to fucking cry. You got to take a breather, you got to take a fucking breather, and that's okay. Now, for those of you guys that know, those of you guys that don't, right, uh, I had, you know, worked in the fire department for about four and a half years. And I can remember when I first joined that, uh, you know, I was, I mean, I think like this might sound fucked up, but I think like most firemen, like most EMTs, like most guys getting into it, you know, I couldn't wait for the trauma calls. I couldn't wait for the blood and the guts and the gore and all the nasty shit and all the, all that. I was, I was, I admittedly was so excited to get into it. And I can remember, <laughs> see, I, I laugh. I don't know if you can hear that, but I will, uh, I'll get into that later. But I can remember, like, my first, what they would call priority five, like, my first deceased was early. I might have been three weeks into my training early on. And we were called for cardiac arrest call. But um, when we got there, it ended up being a suicide. Right? And it was, uh, wasn't a bad suicide. That makes sense. Lady, the patient just took some pills and went to sleep. Had a suicide note and everything. And it's pretty pretty clean cut. Like a week later, the second priority five. A uh, patient had been dead for like three weeks, you know, it was decomposed. Uh, her son found her. And, um, I mean, her was like, this dad had already died. It was like the same story I had. Dad had died. It was just like him and his mom. There, He was older, living apart. Hadn't heard from his mom in a while. It was Thanksgiving time. Goes over. Doesn't answer the door. Doesn't open no response calls us we pop the door go in and find a decomposing body stuck between the toilet and the bathtub <laughs> it's a fucked up story and I don't know what in there I had I had a series of pretty nasty calls and um you start to become jaded right the second one fucked me up for sure at least for a little bit. I remember that night out of my buddy's place, I just drank. And I tried to hide behind the bottle, like so many people do. And it took me, I don't know, I know I got pissed drunk for a couple of days. Because that was just, that was just, uh, I feel like I was trying to like scrub my soul of that memory with some booze. Which I think a lot of people do, and I think we all know isn't, isn't, isn't healthy. But I remember very vividly, 
And I think it was only this is like these first couple was like October, November. I remember very vividly. I think it might have been like I think it was the next year, May or June. We get called another pretty sad one, you know, a husband and wife. They got I've shot, I don't know, three, four, five kids, you know, younger kids. Wife works nights, husband works days, works out well. But she gets home one one morning, finds him dead, right? Face down in the bathroom, vomiting blood all over the floor. And, um, I mean, we never knew what happened to the guy. I would never know. His kids are all there, again, the young kids, younger than me. I'm probably 18. I must have been 18 at the time, younger kids than me. And here we are, we uh, we body bag him. I remember we go to take him out. And I hope this doesn't make me like a psychopath. <laughs> I really hope so. But I remember I literally had a smile on my face. Like, I, I mean, it was not funny, but I was, was like laughing about it. I almost just found it funny. And I remember as we're going to carry this guy out, my lieutenant literally stops and he goes, Austin, get that smile off your face. I'm like, yes, sir. You know, I get serious. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like fun. It wasn't that I enjoyed it. But I was laughing. Just, not a happy laugh, just laughing. And I've heard this. Um, I mean, I ended up being in EMS for four and a half years before I left to focus on the fire. Or, excuse me, to focus on the business more. Again, I hope this doesn't make me a psychopath. If any potential customers or investors or whoever are listening. I just share this to try to share my personal experiences and hopefully it'll help somebody. But um, that laughing continues. And I remember um, I was listening to a, a Jocko Willink, Jocko podcast, and they were interviewing, this is the end, end of 2019, this may be December, early December 2019, November. It was a great episode. And there was a Marine in Iraq back in like 04, 05. And he jumped on a live grenade. You know, he died, but he saved his friends. And Jocko had an interview with his friends, like a staff sergeant and like the three or four guys that were there that were wrestling with this uh, terrorist, wrestling with this um, Al Qaeda fighter, uh, Al Qaeda fighter, who pulled the grenade that this guy jumped on. And they were saying pretty much the same thing I'm saying. Now. My experience, I mean, we don't have people actively trying to kill us, right? We, uh, we're just there to pick up the parts, you know, we're just there to put the get back together the pieces and get the person or the body down to the hospital or the morgue. But in this case, people are trying to kill them. And they were saying, you know, just how acclimated you get to that kind of stuff. That, you know, they would come back from from raids and, you know, somebody would get like, shot through the backpack that wouldn't actually hit him or I think one time they said they got shot by like a dud RPG that had it exploded it would have you know killed them all or you know they had a few IEDs go off this was in the early Iraq war before the terrorists were really good at IEDs that they would say bury too deep so they wouldn't do the damage that they should and again they'd be like you know dumb fucks you know they walk away unscathed and that they were commenting just how acclimated they got to it just how normal it seemed 
and how they would laugh and joke about almost getting blown up that day, almost getting killed that day, but not. And outside of talking with a few of the guys in the fire department that I really respected, that I really trusted, I never heard that before from anywhere else. And it made me take a pause. Because in a fire, in EMS, again, in four and a half years, the amount of times I've laughed or had a smile on my face at a fucked up accident or a fucked up scene or a bad call or a priority five or in the hospital or in the morgue, it's more times than I, I care to remember. It's more times than I wish it would be. And I, I got dark and I apologize about that. But basically, I say that to say all of this, right? That we get used to the surrounding that we're in, and that the human brain and the human psyche is a lot stronger than we realize. You know, we live in a very soft culture in a lot of ways. It's a weird culture because I think those that are not that in tune with it shall we say see it as very soft very pussified but on the exact same token it's also very harsh very uh, I'm trying to think of the right word like very rigid like people talk about mental health suicide prevention hotline you know, talk to a friend. Most people don't actually care. Most people, if you start talking about your problems and your feelings, they turn the other way. They don't care. And a lot of that is, I mean, either they genuinely don't care, they've got other things to concern themselves with, they've never experienced what you're talking about, what you've experienced. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of reasons that people will will do that. But on the same token, we're getting a very like forwards feeling, uh, forward feeling society where we're all about talk about your feelings and your problems and what you feel and how you feel it. So there's a weird. I feel it's just very unhealthy. Weird disconnect there. So again, business is stressful. Shit is is hard. And it's scary. And it sucks at times. And sometimes you just want to hug a picture of your family far from home and just cry into a pillow. Scream into a pillow. Sob into a pillow. Sometimes you laugh at things you shouldn't laugh at. You laugh as opposed to showing fear or showing stress. They see these are things people just don't talk about. Now, truthfully, I started this podcast with getting intention to talk about emotions and feelings and stress, and with no real clear uh, narrative. I just kind of let the conversation flow as as it may. It's a hard one for sure. And I mean, I'll say that, you know, I'm I'm far from being, you know, the other day I was having dinner with my mom and her, and her husband. 
and had been a rough day. I haven't had a rough day in a while, but it had been a rough fucking day. And they, I mean, they could tell something was off, you know, but they could tell them that I wasn't really. If I said more than about three or four words at any in a row, I would have started just, you know, <laughs> I would have again. I'm laughing, right? I would have just broken out in tears. So I mean, we have dinner, whatever else, and you know, I have to go in the bathroom. I hadn't shaved in a while, a couple of days, so I go in there and just turn the fan on and. I'm shaving and I'm sobbing and I'm shaving and I'm burying my heads in my 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 head in my hands and I'm sobbing and just needed that. I just needed that release. And it's okay. I know I said it a couple times, but it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to not know what the right thing is. It's okay to be a victim with a big asterisk to it. That it can, I mean, again, I'm a big fan of Jocko Willink and extreme ownership. But sometimes it's okay to just say, this guy fucked me, or this person fucked me, or whatever it is. And understand at the end of the day, you have, to, you have to take ownership of that. And you have to make sure you implement systems and processes to make sure that that never happens again. And at the end of the day, you know, again, it's your fault. But it's okay to give in to that every once in a while and just say, I got fucked. I got taken to the cleaner. Guy gouged my eyes out and fucking stabbed me. I got fucked. And that will happen from time to time as well. Probably about the last thing I really want to say on this today. And this, again, I hope I don't sound like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> I mean, this this might be harsh to say. But understand, like, what is it you're ultimately scared of, right? And what are the ultimate, uh, what are the ultimate worst case scenarios? Financially, right, the worst thing that can happen to you is you go bankrupt. Worst thing that can happen. Say, hey, I can't pay my bills. Live in the United States, right? You could live back in ancient Greece or overseas. They might chop your hand off or they might you might have to become a slave the rest of your life, whatever it is. But you live in the U.S. So I'd say, you know, you have to file for bankruptcy. You're still alive. You're still sucking air. You have all those lessons and experience that you, you had to gain through all that, that hardship. Right? It's not a pleasant experience, but it's one people have to go through. You said you're still alive. The biggest concerns there, the biggest fears there is, you know, letting down the people that you love, letting down your 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 vendors and your employees and your customers and your investors and things like that. But you're still alive. And the other uh, worst outcome, we're talking financially, physically. I mean, something we will we'll, 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 I'll be there one day. It's death. Right? I mean, the, the two worst outcomes in really anything is you can either go bankrupt financially or you can die. If you're bankrupt, at least you're still alive. Then if you're dead, honestly, you're fucking dead. So what? It's not like you care. You're fucking dead. So the worst case, the absolute worst case scenario is that you die. 
And like I said, it's not ideal. <laughs> it's not uh, what one wants. Not a preferred outcome. And again, I said this a few times. I hope I don't sound like a fucking psychopath. I don't think I am. <laughs> but when you understand the two worst outcomes, is you can either go bankrupt or you can die. And if you go bankrupt, you're still alive. And if you're dead, you're dead. It's not like you know. It's not like you fucking care anymore. It's over. It reduces a lot of the fear. Not all of it. Even when you understand those, it's uh, doesn't remove all of it. I don't think it ever will. Shit's still scary. Shit's still stressful. Shit still sucks. But it removes a lot of the fear. And when you can get past the fear, and you can get past, or when you, even better, when you can work through the fear, and you can push through the fear, and you can work through the stress, and you can push through the stress, and you understand it's okay, it's okay to not be okay, and you understand it's okay to have experienced bad things in your life. And it's okay to want to just scream and cry and bury your head in your pillow and hug your mom and kiss your dog and just curl up in a little ball and just cry. That's all okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure if hell hell has done that. Maybe I'm alone, but fuck it, I guess. Maybe it's just you and me, friend. But I doubt that. I think most most entrepreneurs, most business people, most people have made any kind of impact in the world whatsoever. They've had those experiences. But as you go through them, and as you push on, and as you don't quit, as you just keep working and grinding and showing up day after day after day, you get better, you get stronger, you get further along in your business, and it ultimately all works out. It ultimately always works out. And when you go through these challenges, and you build this business, and you do these things, You're building so many skills and you're making a positive impact on the world and you're making friends and you're doing cool shit and you're traveling cool places and you're seeing cool shit and you're getting to live, not to sound conceited now, but you're getting to live an above normal life by by doing this shit and probably that's the price you have to pay. So just know the end of the day to wrap all this up it's okay to not be okay it's okay to respond inappropriately to stress to emotions if you find yourself laughing in situations where you should be crying or laughing in situations where you're stressed that you're not alone That is okay to not, not know where you're supposed to turn and not know what you're supposed to do. I give my number and my email at the end of every episode. 
but you can find me online. You just Google my name, find my Facebook, my Instagram, Austin, G-R-O-E-S-S-C-R. Again, that's Austin, G-R-O-E-S-S-C-R. You can give me a call or you can shoot me a text. My legit cell phone number is 231-883-6035. Again, that's 231-883-6035. Even if it's just a talk, if it's to ask a question, if it's to say how scared you are, how alone you are, how fucked you are. I'm here to help, whether it be tactical knowledge and contacts and things to share and hopefully help get you out of this situation, or just a shoulder to cry on, person to talk to, somebody you know understands what you're going through. As I mentioned before, I'm here to help any way I can with stress and emotional breakdowns and trauma and emotions and being overwhelmed and wanting to cry and I feel I started to end this thing multiple times but those are all okay don't hide your emotions let them come know you're not alone I've given you my contact info please feel free to reach out anytime Talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to the local successful entrepreneur that you know. I guarantee what he feels is similar to what he probably feels still now. It's probably similar to what you feel. And again, the only way to get through it is to realize it's okay. To let those emotions out when they need to come out. To cry, to laugh sob, to scream, to play the victim with a big asterisk. You can't let that actually seep into how you actually think, but you can let yourself grieve for the pain sometimes like that. The only way to get through it is to keep keep doing that, to, to just to push through it, to not let it destroy you, to let yourself express it, and to still work in the face of it, and to not give up and to not give in and to keep pushing and grinding through to the end I think this is the longest episode I've ever done <laughs> it probably says something about how I feel about it this has been a hard year it's been a stressful year for myself for Austin <sighs> but I hope this is helpful to somebody and again you're not alone fellow entrepreneur please reach out with any questions with any comments with any concerns I apologize if this has brought you down I recommend you go listen to uh, some pump up music go listen to some gangstar and whoever you are wherever you are have a great fucking day and go sell that motherfucking CPG thank you Thank you all for listening to the CPG Academy. Our ask is simple. If this podcast brought you any value, please share it with a friend. Whether in business or in CPG, 
We hope to be able to bring them value too. We'd love to hear from you guys to answer any questions you might have or to discuss any topics you might want to talk about. If you think you'd be, if you think you'd be a good guest for the show or you think you know somebody that would be, please shoot us an email or shoot me a text. My email is austin at the cpgacademy.com and my phone number is 231-883-6035. Thank you all. Have a great night.